Well, good morning. It is great to see so many of you here. And we are ending our series on connecting with God. Uh, and if you haven't picked up a devotional, we have about six more out there. They're free for you to take. Um, we encourage that you start getting more of the Bible into your daily lives. So feel free to take one of those. Um, we have so many oak trees in our yard, front yard, backyard, that you cannot believe the number of bags of leaves that we have to rake up. And so the other day, uh, Greg was out of town last weekend. And so Nu Cherry, Nu, can you just say hi to everybody? There's Nu. She was my lovely helper at home, and she and I were raking. And Greg and I had figured out that if you use tarps, it's easier than bags. So as I was raking, I raked up really big piles because I knew that's the way Greg would have done it if he was home. And I said that to Nu. I said, Nu, Greg would be really happy if he saw us doing it this way because this is the way he would do it. And so Nu turned to me and she looked at me with a dreamy look in her eyes. And she said, I can't wait till someday I have someone who I know so well and who I love so much that I would say, I got, I'm going to do it his way. And I hope she finds that somebody, too. And if you know somebody, let her know, okay? <laughs> but isn't that how you and I are? When we like somebody and then we come to know them, we love them, we, we want to know more and more about them. Why? Because we want to learn to do things that will please them. That is the nature of love. Real love is when I can sacrifice my way of doing things because I want to please the other person. And to do that, I have to really get to know them so that I'll know what they want and what they desire. And I've been trying to tell you that that's what God wants from you. He wants a friendship with you where you get to know him so well and he gets to know you so well that you actually know his thoughts and you actually know who he is and what he wants from you and then you want to do what he wants you to do and that's God's desire for you so we've been spending time talking about how to get to know God we need to read the Bible we need to read God's word because that's where we're gonna learn who he is what he thinks what he's done and what he wants to do for you so we read the Bible so that we can get to know God. And I said to you that we don't just get to know God, but we can actually communicate with him. We can actually have a conversation with him. And we call that praying. But if you don't want to call it praying, you can just say, I want to talk to God. And I'm going to listen to him because when we pray, we talk to God and he talks to us. And so... This week we end by saying it's not enough just to pray, to read and to pray, but whatever you learn when you're reading and you're praying, you got to do. So we're going to end with do. And to do is to live out what you learn. Okay. Because if you just read the Bible and you hear things about God, and if you just pray to God because you want things from him, but you're not willing to actually do what he tells you to do, I might say to you that you're like a lot of people. 
um, the Pew Research Institution, they did a research in 2014, the Pew Research Center's Religious Landscape Study, and when they asked adults in the United States, do you believe that God exists? 89% of adults said, yes, I do believe that God exists. 89%. In other words, they believe that there really is a God. When they asked just Christians, do you if you consider yourself a Christian, do you believe that God exists? 94% of Christians, I don't know what happened to the other 6%, but 94% of people who said they're Christians said, yeah, I believe there's a God. Well, I got bad news for you. Satan believes there's a God. And it has not changed how he obeys God. So just knowing that God exists, just reading the Bible saying, oh, this is interesting. These are nice stories. And just saying, God, okay, I need you right now. I need help. That's not really what a relationship with God is like. So what does it take? We can read the Bible and we can pray, but we also have to live it out. And so we're going to look a lot at what the Apostle John, John was one of the people who followed Jesus. And John lived really long, but as he was coming to the end of his life, he wanted to tell Christians these are really important things I learned when I was walking with Jesus. And so we're going to look at a couple things that John has taught us. So in 1 John 2, verse 3 to 6, this is what John tells us. We, that means you and I, we know that we have come to know him, God, if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So there I just read it to you in the New International Version. But I really like the way that it's worded in the message. So we're going to read it in the message as well. 1 John 2, verse 3 to 6. Here's how we can be sure that we know God in the right way. Keep his commandments. If someone claims, I know him well, but doesn't keep his commandments, he's obviously a liar. His life doesn't match his words. But the one who keeps God's word is the person in whom we see God's mature love. This is the only way to be sure we're in God. Anyone who claims to be intimate with God ought to live the same kind of life that Jesus lived. Okay. So 89% of people say, I, I believe God exists. In other words, I know he's out there. And if you ask them, they might even say, because I know he exists, you know, I believe there's a God. I believe in God. But John would say, no, they're lying to you. They don't know God. Because to know God means that you know his commands and you actually obey them. And obey is not a fun word that you and I like. 
right? Obeys like, okay, that makes me feel 10 again. And my parents are telling me what to do, and I have to obey. Okay. And I've been to a lot of weddings lately, and the vows, they don't say obey anymore. I promise to love, honor, and obey you. Like, dude, would I really obey you, right? So we don't really like that word obey anymore. Because we live in a modern time when it's about what I want to do. and what, You know, I'll do what feels right for me. And usually what feels right for me is, is not what you want me to do. And trust me, when Greg and I were learning how to, like, rake the leaves and trying to figure out the best way, I had a lot of ideas to tell him what I thought was the best way to rake leaves. So even a little thing is raking leaves. I have my own ideas, and it's hard for me to actually obey Greg. Like, to submit to him and to say, Greg, your way is better than mine, or I'll do it because I know this is the way you like it. So, honey, when you were gone, I really did say to New, this is the way Greg would like it done. Okay. So, we've, we see that to truly know God is to obey his word. So if you tell people, yeah, I know God, it means that you obey his word. Because if you don't, if you don't obey his word, John says, you know what, you're lying. You don't really know God. But how can we truly know God, and how can that lead to obedience? Like, what's the connection? Like, knowing God and then obeying him. And I want to walk us through what John says in other areas of the Bible, that there is a connection between knowledge and obedience, and the bridge is love. So love is the bridge that takes us from knowing God to obeying him. Okay, and we'll see how that works. So I'm, I'm a marriage and family therapist, and I meet with lots of couples. I actually do quite a bit of couples counseling. And when I counsel couples, most of the time they're in therapy because the, the partner doesn't know how to love them. That's why they're here to see me, okay? And most of the time, one or both of them will say, how can my wife claim to love me when she won't even do what I like her to do to show me that she loves me? And the wife will say the same thing. How can my husband claim to love me when he won't even buy me roses or whatever it is that would tell me that he loves me? They're essentially saying, my spouse doesn't really love me because they won't do that one thing that I'm asking them to do. And that's kind of what God is saying to us too. Did you know that Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me? So in John, so the same, same follower of Jesus, John, wrote 1 John as well as the gospel, the book of John, and so in John 14, verse 15, verse 21, and verse 23, John is telling us what Jesus was telling his followers the night before he died. And this is what Jesus said to them. If you love me, keep my commands. In verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. In 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. 
My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Are you getting the message? That to love Jesus is to obey him. To love Jesus is to obey him. And in the same way, then we can also extend it, that when we love God, we will obey God. But that's kind of hard for us to do. Because most of us want to feel it first, right? If I really feel like loving you, then I'll love you. And if I really love you, then I'll decide if I really want to obey you. And I'm like that. I'm somebody who, if I'm not feeling it, it's really hard for me to get in the mood. But my husband is not like that. So I'd like Greg to come up and share with you what it's like for him to love in obedience. It's easy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so early in my Christian life, I, I kind of came to a conclusion to say that my life was not my own. And because of that, when I learned something about God's desire, God's will, God's command, in my way of thinking, I kind of determined it was a non-negotiable. Because any time that I found out, I discovered, or I read something that God wanted, and I didn't do it, uh, that was disobedience. That's what the Bible calls sin. And I didn't want to sin. And so for me, it became non-negotiable. And, and then I had to do it. Whether I liked it or not, whether I felt it or not, was kind of irrelevant for me. Um, one of the clearest examples of this happens around midnight or so. We're both night owls. Midnight, 1 o'clock is very normal for us. And um, at the beginning of our marriage, one of the things I, I decided that I would do is that I would kiss my wife goodnight every night. Whenever I was at least home in the city at home. Okay? And so for the last 21 plus years, I've kissed her goodnight every morning that I'm at, or every night when I'm at home. Now most days, most nights, that is a wonderful thing. But for any of you who are married, you know that there are some nights where you don't really want to kiss your spouse. In fact, there are some nights you might not even want to be in the same bed as your spouse, let alone the same house. But I made a decision early on that how I was feeling about her or how she was feeling about me was irrelevant. And I would choose love. And I would choose to kiss her goodnight. So there have been times where either we're in the middle of an argument or she's upset with me and I have no idea why. That tends to happen more often. Um, and it comes time for bed, but I still kiss her goodnight. Because that is out of obedience and it's not out of love for her. Because in that moment, I'm not feeling a whole lot of love for her. But it's out of obedience to God that God calls me to love my wife. So in my book, it's not negotiable. I do it no matter what. And so that's, it's one of the things of faith that I do pretty well amongst the many things that I don't do too well. Obedience, this one, I do pretty well. And because for me, my life is not my own. And obey doing the stuff God says. 
Thank you, honey. Thank you. So, to love is to obey. That's what Jesus said. If you love me, you will obey me. And he, the next verse that I didn't put up there, but the next verse Jesus says, if you don't love me, you won't obey me. Now, he didn't say, that means that if you don't obey me, you don't love me. But if you do the, um, you know, the parallelism, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you don't obey me, guess what? I'm going to guess that you don't love me. It's like that spouse saying, hey, show me that you love me. Because you can't just say I love you, but not really do the things that show me that you love me. And Jesus is saying that. If you love me, you will obey me. So to love Jesus is to obey him. We're also going to find that if you love Jesus and you obey him, he then calls you his friend, which to me is pretty amazing because that's what I've been telling you in this whole series, that we can connect with God because he wants to be our friend, not just to be a God that's far away, but to really connect with us. And so John, Alicia, can you give me my water, please? (coughs) Thank you. So John, again, talking about when Jesus was, the night before he was to be betrayed, in John 15, verse 14 through 15, Jesus said this to his disciples. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Okay, so you are my friends if you do what I command. That's a pretty amazing claim that Jesus makes. Jesus is basically saying, you know what? You, I, I'm just going to tell you everything about God the Father. Because I want you to know him deeply the way that I know him. And you're going to love the Father the way I love the Father. Because if you knew my Father the way I know him, you would love him. And Jesus is basically saying, you don't just tell your slaves everything that's on your heart. You only tell your friends everything that's on your heart. So Jesus didn't say, I'm going to tell you a little bit about God. Or I'm going to tell you a lot about God. He said, I'm going to tell you everything about God. God the Father that I know everything because I want you to know my Father the way that I know him and I want to say to you that the way that we know God and love him and then obey him is that we really come to know God's heart because when you know God's heart when you know his character when you know who he is You can't help but fall in love with him and be in love with him and love him. And when you love him, you can't help but obey him and do what he says. Um, When I was growing up, I used to tell people, back then, we didn't have Facebook, so people didn't see you all over Facebook. You had to send pictures to them. 
And so when guys would ask, you know, about me, I would say, don't look at my picture. Come and visit me because I'm so much better in person than in my pictures. Like, you've got to really get to know me because if you get to know me, you'll like me. But if you just looked at my picture, you might not come. Okay? I think that's the same way with God. We, gotta, we have to spend time with him. That's why we read the Bible. We have to talk to him so that we hear his heart and we get to know him really deeply. And when we do, there is no doubt that we will love him and joyfully serve him and do what he says. So to be Jesus' friend is to know the very heart of God. And that's what I long for you, that you would get to know God so intimately that you would be like, like Tainjoa. How many of you know Tainjoa, our missionary to Thailand? When you sit with her, like if you spend five minutes with her, you will hear these words out of her mouth. And she'll say that over and over. She will say, God loves me so much. And if you spend time with her, that's all she tells you because she is so close to God that she knows the character of God. And the Bible tells us that God is love. And when she spends time with God, God pours love into her. And no matter what's going on in her life, she can say to you constantly, God loves me. And that's what I want for you, that you would know God so intimately that you would know his love for you and you would not even doubt it. And when you know God's love for you, how could you not be motivated to obey him? So, you and I, what does that mean for you and me? To know God, to love him, and to obey him. I found this passage from Elise Fitzpatrick in her devotional book. She wrote a little book called Comforts from the Cross. And she talks about this very idea of how we can know God and love him. And she says this. It's a little bit long, but I want to read it to you to let this kind of sink in for you. Uh, Elise Fitzpatrick said, Jesus is lovingly stating a fact, but he's also making a precious promise Love will motivate behavior. He, Jesus, completely knows us. He knows of our desire to obey him and our shame and sadness because of our failures. But he also know this, knows this. As our love grows for him, our obedience will grow too. Let me say that again. As our love for him grows, our obedience will grow too. And she continues, the key to a godly life is not more and more self-generated effort. Instead, Jesus is saying, love me and your obedience will flow naturally from that love. The secret to obedience isn't formulaic steps found in a self-help book. It is a relentless pursuit of love for him. How then do I cultivate the sincerity of love that motivates obedience? By focusing more intently on his love for me than on my love for him. More on his obedience than on mine. More on his faithfulness than on mine. 
more on his strengths than mine. So I want you to catch that. The secret to obedience is not to focus on loving God more and knowing him, uh, like knowing how to love him more. The secret is to focus on God, to say, God, show me, help me understand your love. Help me understand your forgiveness. Help me understand your character. Help me understand your power. Because when you know that, you will love him more. And that brings us full circle back to where we started. To know God is to obey him. That's what John started in 1 John 2. He told us. So yes, we need to talk with God through prayer. We need to listen to him. We need to learn more about him by reading the Bible. And the reason why we do that is so that we will know God better. And the more we know him, the more we will be loving of him. And the more we love him, the more we will obey him. To know God is to obey him because we will be motivated by love. Okay, so I want you to hang on to that. As you go throughout the week, God, I want to know you. I want to know you deeper. When I read the Bible, open it up to me so that I can see who you are and understand you. God, I want to hear your voice so that I know what you think and what you want. I want you to hear what's going on in my heart so I know that we have a friendship, a relationship. And when we do that, when you know God, you will love him. And when you love him, you will obey him. So don't keep focusing on the obey part. Focus on the know. Because when you really know God, you will love him and you will obey him. It is my sincere hope that this series has helped you to, to not be so uh, regimented or like scared about reading the Bible and about praying and about growing as a follower of Jesus Christ. I hope that this series has helped you to see, hey, I can do this. I got people around me who will help me understand God better because we can do Bible studies together. I got people around me who I can go to and pray together with so we can actually meet God together. And I got people around me who help me in this walk so I will love God more so that obedience will flow out of that. And that is my prayer for you. I'd like to close us in prayer. Uh, and I want, you to th I want you to pray. If, you, if this has inspired you, God, I want to obey you more, but I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on knowing you so I will love you more. If, you, if that's your prayer, then as I'm praying, would you just repeat it quietly to yourself or even out loud with me, okay? God, I thank you that you have been leading us, that your spirit is opening up who you are to us. And so, Lord, it, we overcomplicate what it means to have a friendship with you. We try to do it on our own way, but you've given us your word, the Bible, we live in a country where we can carry it around anywhere and we can read it anytime. And we don't have to hide. 
And so, Lord, I pray that your people here, that they would spend time reading your word so they would know you more deeply. God, we want to know you. God, I want to know you. Show yourself to me. And God, I want to connect with you by talking with you daily, hourly. I want to talk with you. God, come and talk with me. And God, I want to do, I want to live out what you have taught me. I want to obey. Help me to know you and love you so that obedience will flow out of me. Thank you, Lord. I bless each person here in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.